Hi guys, it's Ellis here. Uh, I just wanted to leave a little message before this episode. For some reason, the audio hasn't come out as well as it did last time. Uh, I don't know if it's because I did something wrong or because we were recording in a different room, but uh, we're posting it anyway because we had a lot of fun recording it. I hope you enjoy it despite the sound quality issues. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Ellis Reed. Hello, I'm Ellis Reed. Hi everyone, I'm Hannah Fox. And this is the Midweek Horror Podcast. Hey! Um, <laughs> today is our second episode and we're going to be watching a very famous modern horror film called Get Out. I'm very excited about this, I've heard good things. This was your choice, Han, so do you want it to tell was. us a bit about it? Well, to be honest, I, I'd heard from my brother and my mum that it was a good film because they watched it and they loved it. But I've tried not to look into it too much because, you know, I kind of don't want to be influenced by what I know already before we watch it, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, very wise. Yeah, but it sounds a bit different. And I don't know anything. I think I have a feeling it might be a bit twisty and turny. Okay. Yeah, I think because reading the synopsis. Shall we have the shall synopsis? Shall we do it? Shall we do it? Right, well, I happen to have it in front of me. It's as if I prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so, a young African American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. So, I'm quite interested in this because when. Any little bits and bobs I've read about it doesn't sound very horror filmy. Yeah. But but apparently it is, and it's, from what I've heard, it's a good one. Based on the synopsis, that Mm. could be a straight thriller. That could be anything, couldn't it, really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, play a little jingle while we watch the trailer, and then we'll come back and talk about our thoughts on the trailer. Great. What to say? <laughs> I thought that looked a lot better than I thought it would, based yeah. on the synopsis. Really interesting. And it sort of, it started out, um, and you were kind of, there's a bit of hints of the family might be a bit racist, but kind mm. of not a lot else. And then just kind of built up to a lot of quite mad images. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I still really don't quite know what to expect. The trailer for Get Out begins with Rose and Chris packing for a trip. They're going to meet Rose's parents and Chris is nervous because they don't know he's black. On the way they encounter casual racism from a police officer who needlessly asks to see Chris's license. After that they arrive in an affluent suburb where there aren't many African Americans. The ones Chris sees are acting strangely and he learns that a lot of black people have gone missing in the area. The remainder of the trailer is a series of violent and sinister images including a scene where Rose's mother hypnotises Chris 
and he wakes up with his arms restrained. So what I, what I really liked about it was it felt to me, I mean, like you say, there wasn't a huge amount of narrative in the trailer. Mm. But the feeling that I got from it was a bit like folk horror, but transplanted instead of a, a crazy pagan community living on an island or a village. Yeah. It was a, an affluent middle class American suburb. Yeah. But it still had that same feeling of, you know, all these people share a creepy secret and yeah. the main character's fallen right into it. And it's just going to get weirder and weirder. And it almost seemed, um, even though some of it was quite modern, when they went to the house, it was almost like a little dated. Mm. So you had the uh, sort of like the help and their, and their clothes seemed like, you know, something from like, I don't know, like 1900s or something. It was yeah, a bit, yeah. bit strange. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, like something weird and fantastical yeah. is clearly going on. It isn't just a straight thriller, even if you, you know, I might have suspected that from the synopsis, which doesn't give much away. No. Uh, the mum looks quite creepy. Uh, she's got some kind of sort of psychic ability or maybe more. In mm-hmm. fact, the mum and dad, the mum and dad seem really creepy, but obviously the girlfriend's not. So that's interesting because clearly she grew up there with them. So I'm quite interested in what that's all about. Absolutely. And um, something that I thought was really interesting, actually, with the the dad, but also the police officer in town, is the little observations of casual racism. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was really good. I mean, even something as subtle as um, the way... The father refers to their relationship as a thing. Yeah. You know, yes. which, which you... Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, the girlfriend, again, who clearly grew up there, doesn't seem to be like that at all. So she, although... She... Oh, hello. I think that's our pizza ham. Shit, that was quick. All right, I'll pause it <laughs> Sorry, here. guys. Well, we're back. Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry about, about that, that. guys. <laughs> Had a little interlude when the pizza came. I kind of wish we could show everyone the size of this pizza as well, because I think it was kind of bigger than me. It was pretty impressive. We might be able to do it as the picture for the episode. Ah, yes. Good so shout. we've got that option. So you've got that to look forward to then, guys. So I think the only thing we had to do, really, before the pizza arrived, was give it our predicted stars out of five. Yes, okay. Um, I think I'm going to be very predictable, because you've heard what I've said about it. Um, I'm going to go for five. I think yeah. it's going to be a fiver. Do you know what? I, I'm surprised as well. Um, so I'm trying to approach this like I've got no guilty knowledge about this film, mm-hmm. that I don't know how amazing everyone thinks it is. I don't know a little bit about what the story's going to be. But based on that synopsis, which, like I said, could have been a straight thriller. Yeah. Um, I would have been a three out of five. Okay. But after seeing that trailer and all the clearly Weird spooky shit. stuff, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm I'm really ready for it. I, yeah. I think I think that trailer looked amazing. So I'm going to predict it a five stars. Oh, it's got a lot to live up to. So have we gone for the double five stars? We have. It's the we? doubler. It's okay. a tenner. 
Well, all we can do now, Ham, is play the jingle. <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. I've got a jingle. Oh, oh, okay. oh God! So, Thank God. We're gonna, we're gonna play the jingle and watch the movie, and then we will come back and give it our full review. Wowee. Yeah. That was superb. That was very, very good. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I'm still going to give it a five five stars. Yeah, as am I. Yeah, good if, film. If I was doing marks out of ten, it would be a nine out of ten rather than a ten out of ten. Totally agree with you. Um, just because there were minor little bits that I thought they could have done better or that were a little bit weak, but still a very, very good film. Yeah, I think the um, some of the comic scenes... Were, were funny. We were laughing at them. We were, yeah. But I think the film would have been a minuscule bit stronger without them because they seemed a little bit out of place. They were a little bit try-hard at times, I yeah. thought, and a bit unnecessary. Yeah. I, th- I think unnecessary is the word, yeah. actually. Yeah, you didn't need it. Um, something I really enjoyed... Um, or rather, I should say, something I think that was really good was the sort of observations of the whole spectrum of casual racism. Yes, yeah. I thought that was very cleverly done. Yeah, each of the different family members had, well, kind of displayed, like you say, they kind of displayed the sort of minor little racist remarks, you know, in in slightly different ways, which was really interesting. And some of which... Um, I kind of thought, oh, that's really interesting because I don't know. I thought, especially with the, there was there was um, a few times with the older people when they said things, and I thought, God, do you know what? I've heard that so many times and not really thought too much about it. And yeah, yeah. Thought, okay, yeah. It was just really interesting. I, I really enjoyed how they did that. I thought. I thought um, the main character, who we shall name when we can find a cast list. Yeah. But the main character, I thought his facial acting was superb because when he was Chris. encountering... Yeah, Chris. Yeah. When he was encountering um, all the... Like, the, at times, uh, the big party scene, it was like a montage yeah. of um, things people will say to you. Yes. And the facial acting, he was just so good at capturing that weariness of it. Yeah. Like, he's heard it a thousand times. He can't believe somebody would say it to him, except he can believe it because it happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when the police officer um, sort of asks him to show his licence, again, the girlfriend's all up in arms about it and he's just like, yeah, there you go, no worries, because he's so used to it. It's happened to him. So, yeah, you, you get the feeling it's happened to him so many times, you, you know, it's just normal. Yeah, yeah. So that was really interesting as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good themes there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get the spoiler jingle out of the way. Yeah. So we can crack on and talk about the film freely and frankly. Which is our favourite thing to do, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to play the jingle and we'll see you on the other side.
Okay, so before we start the spoiler section, mm-hmm. I've got a confession to make. Ooh. I actually knew the plot of Get Out oh, before we watched it. Alice, what the hell? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> I thought I could trust you, man. <laughs> no. But, so I was basically, because our whole shtick as a podcast mm. is we sit down and watch the trailer together and we're like, oh, I don't know what to expect from this film. <laughs> yeah. And I thought... Someone did. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only did I, the reason, the reason I mentioned this is so obviously from the minute we saw um, the supposed housekeeper and the supposed gardener, I knew that was grandma and grandpa. Right. I, so, oh, well, I better explain to any listeners who for some reason who are, are listening to this but haven't seen the film. Basically, the white family are using the daughter to ensnare black people and then they perform this weird sort of occult medical ritual to put their rich elderly friends' brains into the black person's body. Yeah. So it's a brain transplant. You get a new brain. Basically. Uh, a new body, sorry. Mm. But the, the host person is still there, trapped inside the body. It's just they've got no agency. They're just a spectator. So it's only really part of them. They can't really do a lot yeah, about it. They're in the sunken place, exactly. Yeah. So I knew the second that we saw the weird, the the the, the small number of black people that are seen uh, at the party and at the household are behaving mm-hmm. very oddly. Yeah, and I knew it was because they were actually elderly white people who were in the bodies. Now, Hannah, the first thing you said when we saw the gardener was, "God, he was acting really weird, wasn't he?" He was acting like a, an old man from the 40s <laughs> or something. And I was there just trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> but they played, oh my God, the actors played it so well. Yeah, they I were mean, amazing. Oh my God. Like, because you really got that. It was like, well, it was like a white old man from the 40s. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that was exactly what these guys were portraying. Brilliant. She's a doggone keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I was just watching you wondering if the penny was going to drop and you were yeah. going to guess it before no. it was revealed. I didn't guess that the gardener and the housekeeper, uh, grandma and grandpa, at all, yeah. until she basically said it at the end. And then I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So that, that was, um, yeah, that was the big twist, basically. So this guy, Chris, um, he's, he's with what he believes is her girlfriend. And he's a bit nervous about meeting the mum and dad. Hmm. Because um, he's like, how oh, do they know that I'm black? And she's like, no, they're not racist, they're not racist. And at first, when he's in the household, they're doing that kind of not malicious, but still patronising kind of racism. Like, they're trying to be all buddy-buddy and cool with him. Yeah, or even not patronising, but when people are out of their comfort zone and they're trying too hard. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, just chill, he's just your daughter's boyfriend, it yeah. doesn't matter, yeah. But then what was actually happening was they were using this as a racket to basically get bodies to put brains in. Yeah. But, and I can't stress this enough because this is the real <laughs> horror of the concept, when you have another brain put in you, you... <laughs> <laughs> Explaining is quite poor. Go on, go on. You're still there just as a passenger. So you can see what's going on, you can hear what's going on, but you've got no control over your body because now the elderly white guy is steering. Yeah. He's in the hot seat. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was pretty much. I think you explained that well. But really, in, really interesting idea, actually. And I, I just think I really liked how they sort of flipped everything. You know, it was sort of like, for instance, uh, and I think the friend says this at one point, or the police officers, I can't remember who, but they sort of say, "Oh, so afraid of the white woman." But you are. You're literally quite afraid of this, like, young girl who's just a bit mad near the end. And you're like, run, Chris, run. And I'm like, yeah, it's just yeah. a tiny little woman. But it it kind of builds that up, doesn't it? And we, yeah, you know, yeah. we're with Chris and suddenly, like, the white people are really frightening. Yeah, Which yeah. I found really interesting as a white person myself. I'm like, that they they did that so well. Because I was thinking these people are genuinely frightening. And actually, at the end of the day... Is it even really about colour? It's just about... It's sort of still about goodies and baddies, really, when it came down to it. But it, but really interesting. The only one who was instantly scary mm. was the son the of the son family. The son was weird. Yeah, the, the, the son uh, was a the freak. Brother. And that was actually a superb <laughs> performance because there was yeah. just something about him that made your skin crawl. Absolutely And it crawl. wasn't just his appalling moustache. <laughs> He could barely grow it. Oh, God, but he'd really grown it for someone who can't really grow it. I didn't... What I didn't find believable, though, was that he had been a few years previous getting off with, like, the hottest girl in school. I was like, I'm sorry, but no way. No way. Come on, guys. Maybe go for, like, someone middle of the road, but not the hottie of the school. Well, to be fair, horror does often strain, (laughs) strain credulity. Sure. But that, that, that story he told at <laughs> the dinner table. Yeah, no, I yeah. wasn't buying it either. I think I really did like the way they sort of um, compared him to the deer at the beginning. I, I feel, I think there was a strong kind of correlation between they hit the deer, he goes to find the deer and watches it die and kind of like has this link with it. There's also the bit where they're playing Run Rabbit at the beginning where yeah, the... Yeah. Um, the guy, uh, they call him Logan, but I think his name's Andre originally. Yeah. And he yeah. gets kidnapped to the tune of Run Rabbit. Yeah. And it's great. I, I really like how they've done that to kind of make them seem like the prey. Yeah. It's like yeah. the hunters and the prey and bringing yeah. in the sort of um, animal kind of connotations. I think I liked how they did that. That was really interesting. And in the room where they're giving him his psychological pre-op, because Chris, you know, they've got him at their mercy. They're going to put somebody's won the auction for him. He's going to get to have his body. And on the wall, there's just a trophy of a a deer's head. So again, there there is this sustained motif of um, hunter and prey. That's what he uses to kill... The, the dad, the surgeon, he uses the head. So it's like kind of double prey end up killing the hunter. Yeah, because he, he, he gored him on the ankles. him, yeah. Which is what yeah. um, a stag might do to a hunter if yeah. he gets a chance. So I think there's little bits that you might not even notice. And I bet you if we watched it again, we'd pull out more things like that because I think the directors really thought about that film. I feel like that film was quite loved by the writer and director. They've, there's a lot of effort put in, a lot of attention mm. to detail. Do you know what I mean by when you love a film? I've, there's Some films are made and they're just really kind of like slapdash and you can pick so many holes in them. Yeah. But that was really strong and really loved, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of care mm. taken over. You know, a lot of really nice, intelligent details. Definitely. 
So any, I'm interested because we are gushing about it a bit. Um, any bits you thought, hmm, could have been done better or I'm not so happy with that? Really just the, the side, the side story where, so he has a, a good friend who's some kind of airport detective. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what it's Because we don't know what that agency is. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I work for the letter mother flipping two more letters. TSA? Dunno. Any Americans listening will be like, bloody idiots. Yeah. I have no idea. It was like, I don't know if it was like a community support officer or, I don't know. Well, he did have the airport on his car. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's, um, that's, that's a rabbit hole now. <laughs> we'll, we'll look it up and we'll, work it out. we'll get it in post production. Yeah. We'll get it in post production. So he was, um, so he was the one who worked out that his friend was in trouble. Mm. And when his friend didn't come back, Chris, when he didn't come back because he was being kept in a basement and getting ready for this procedure. Yeah. Uh, Chris basically, um, God, what was his friend called? Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> As you don't know, remember Rodney. <laughs> so Rodney went looking for Chris. And there's a really nice scene at the end where uh, Chris is injured. I have a bit of an issue with this, actually. To very slickly get his phone out of his pocket and take a picture of Grandpa. Grandpa then kind of flips back to the person that he used to be temporarily and shoots Rose in the stomach. However, have you ever tried to take a picture on your phone Quickly. Yeah, it's not easy. It, uh, you can't, it takes me, honestly, probably a good minute to get it out, get the icon up, rummage. Yeah. But anyway, we can, we can look past Although that. he is a professional photographer. He is. So maybe he's like a quick draw. Also, I'm a bit like Nana with my phone. Yeah. So, you know. so he's learned by now that the camera flash. So if you've got um, like a vessel, let's call them, walking yeah, around. Yeah, yeah who's really just a passenger because a rich person has taken over their body. Yes. A camera flash will make them briefly revert. Temporarily, yeah. To the original person. So he shot Rose. So he shot Rose, and then Rodney pulls up in some kind of airport police car. Yeah, so that was what I wanted to mention. Yes, was a really that nice was your moment. point. Sorry, yeah, we went off track a bit there. Because um, Rose has been shot in the stomach, and Chris is over her. Yeah. Like, looking like he's throttling her. Yes. And then you hear that sort of squawky sound that a police car makes. <laughs> yeah, when it's pulling up. <laughs> and so this police car comes up. Mm. And the first thing you think, and this is one, this is a really good payoff to all the oh, sort of subtle structural societal racism you've seen in the film, is you think, oh, fuck. Because, of course, the policeman now, yeah. he's going to arrest him. You think it's that white cop from before yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. It's Rodney. Yay! You know, the, the, the doors to the police car opens and you see it says airport on it. <laughs> and Rodney gets out. And so that was a really nice payoff. But the actual throughout the film, the Rodney subplot where he's trying to mm. work out that his friend's in trouble and he's trying to get people to take him seriously. A, I thought, the tone was a tiny bit off. Like I was laughing at it, but I think mm. I think um, it wasn't really in keeping with the the tone of the rest of the film. But also, it was a little bit too much. Some of it we were thinking, "Come on, we've got it already." Yeah, we we can just tell 
by looking at the way the white, the white people are acting, exactly. what's going on in this creepy community, we don't need Rodney on the phone going, I, I think they're making black people their sex slaves. <laughs> they're hypnotising <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're hypnotising them and they're making them sex slaves. And at the time, we thought that was what was that. Well, I didn't. I knew what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now. <laughs> But if I hadn't been spoiled on the film, yeah. I'd have been like, come on, Rodney. You know, we're, we're not stupid. Yeah. We, we can see what's happening. And I actually thought the funniest bit was when he's telling the story to those other cops and they're just like having, like having a laugh at him. Mm. But that was funnier. I, some of his stuff was over the top. Like, I love that bit at the end when Rodney comes and saves Chris and takes him away. But then Rodney does a few lines and I thought they were a bit lame. In the car. Yeah. They weren't, in my opinion, they weren't that well written. Consider it handled. Yeah, and he was like, I told you not to go into that house. Consider it handled by someone in the airport security office or whatever it was. (laughs) Quote. I I think... (laughs) So this is the last scene. Rodney's pulled up in his car to get him out of trouble. It's a happy ending. And, uh, yeah, he says to him, I told you not to go in that house, which I thought was quite funny, but a bit predictable. But then Chris says to him, how did you find me? Mm. Good question, because Rodney, likeable guy, didn't seem like the sharpest tool in the Yeah, it was, it was no Sherlock, was no, it? No, uh, you know. So he says to him, how did you find me? And Rodney just says something like, I work in the T.S. mother flipping A. We handle things. Consider it handled. <laughs> It just drives off. And I'm like, it was just weird, wasn't it? It was unnecessary, though. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I thought they could have just... Even if they just said, I told you not to go in that house, cut, end. That would have been better. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But it's a minor thing, really. I have to say. Oh, it's such a minor thing. It's such a minor thing. I mean, I, that is still one of the best horror films I've seen in an awfully long time. Yeah. Because it... For me, mostly because it was so different. Yeah, it was yeah. unique. I haven't seen anything quite like that. Oh, what I loved is when... So by now we know that Rose is evil. Yeah. She did flip a bit suddenly, though. Suddenly she was a bit like she was hypnotised as well. Like, I was a bit like, well, she was this kind of quite normal, bubbly girl, and suddenly she's like a robot. That was a bit weird. I loved that scene on the phone where her voice sounded so concerned. But she's like... Yeah, oh my God, yeah. he didn't come home. But yeah. her face was completely blank. That was, yeah, that, that was, was good, very eerie. There was some really eerie use of faces. Um, another one, the close-up on Georgia, who's the housekeeper who's yeah. actually been taken over by Grandma. Grandma, yeah. And um, there's that brief moment where... She's smiling, but she's crying, and it's a little bit of the real whoever Georgia was before she had a body taken over, sort of bubbling up. That was really good, that scene in the bedroom. Quite uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found the mum, she was brilliant, the actress that played the mum, really found her quite frightening as well. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to be in that room with her in a teacup. No. Never thought I'd find a teacup scary, but... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Really that's well good. Done. I actually, do you know, this is kind of why I didn't think. I know the comic scenes where it would cut to Rodney mm. released tension. Yes, but I kind of don't think they had to. I don't think they had to either. No, because it was it wasn't so tense that it was 
grueling, mm. like or difficult. It was just grimly compelling, and they could have just sustained that mood for the whole film. Yeah, we didn't need. We didn't need a break. We did yeah, not need yeah, yeah. a break. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, on his bits, I was a bit like, "Oh come on, yeah, what, what's happening? What's going on in the house?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the scene, the scene, a scene that was like quite grueling was when um, Chris knows something's up when he's seen the pictures of all of her past boyfriends mm-hmm. or you know people who thought they were her boyfriend. And then you can tell he knows there's something a bit wrong with her, but he just wants to get out of that house. Yeah. And the family kind of get increasingly more intense. She's fumbling for these keys and he's just saying, Rose, get the keys, get the keys. And and then she just kind of stops the pretense. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah she's only pretending she don't find the keys. That was a good scene. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised in the denouement where there was some really, the risk of sounding like a gore hand, there was some really well done gory bits. Because yeah. I, I thought this was just going to be a completely cerebral horror mm. where all the scares were creepy, creepy troubling stuff. thoughts. But actually, there were some great deaths at the end, yeah. especially when he gores his... <laughs> he, he gores Rose's dad with um, the antlers on the stag's head. But also, just when they're preparing for the brain transplant to put the other guy's oh, brain yeah. in his head. Cutting the scalp off. Cutting the scalp off, cutting the top of the skull off. And he saw it reflected in his, is it in his glasses or something? Yeah. yeah. yeah when he's good. performing the operation, yeah. you just see the little Tiny reflection. Brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's an example of what we talk about, the care that would be lavished exactly. on this film. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I didn't know why he didn't scream or anything though when the mum jabbed him through the hand that weird like uh, letter opener or whatever it was I was a bit like oh would you not kind of he seemed really like in a trance but then I was thinking well he was probably a bit still a bit hypnotised to an extent maybe he's just a badass I think he's just really hard to be fair maybe he is fuck you I don't give a crap No, yeah, I think, um, I, so I took that to, to be just his adrenaline was right, like, okay. it's the sort of thing that is going to really hurt tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh God, yeah. I mean, I've never, I've never had a letter opener go right through my hand and touch wood. I never will. I never have, but I have had, you know, like I've cut myself on a tin and that was bad enough. So, <laughs> you know, letter opener through the hand, I reckon it's going to be pretty tough. And you know what? I'm actually just being really pernickety, um, you know, picking little bits because it was very good. I don't really have a lot of bad stuff to say, no, so I'm no. just like scraping the barrel. Yeah, yeah. No, superb. Superb. Um, really good film. Quality. So what I think is, what I think we do now, our oh, new tradition, yes. we're going to both guess what we think out of Mountain oh, yeah. Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry about it, yeah. I think... Yeah, it's one of those things. It's hard to imagine anyone giving it a bad review. Yeah. Because it's binary with Rotten Tomatoes. If it's got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. it doesn't mean it got, on average, 90%. It just means 90% of the re- reviews were good and 10% of the reviews oh, were bad. Yeah, yeah. And I, although I can imagine a lot of people saying it's not perfect, I can't imagine anyone saying, no, this is a bad film. Yeah, that was really rubbish. No, I I, I could give it 98%. 
See, I yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one. Um, I'm going to go boring, but I'm going to go 95 because I I think similar. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty high. I mean, Shall we look? somebody must have given it a bad review. Yeah, cause... you always get some arsehole, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, some contrarian. Yeah. Okay. I have it up here. Drum roll. 98%! Yeah. Oh, bang on! I've got a bang on the It's almost as if, as well as knowing the plot, oh, it's almost as if I knew you what it had to time, wrong. isn't it? No, I, I honestly <laughs> didn't. I honestly didn't. I don't know if I believe you, to be honest. So I think I we should do... You say now. I think we should do two <laughs> things there. I think we should okay. read the critics' consensus, All right. which is just like a paragraph. Yeah. Um, because Go last ahead. week we wanted to hear it for the taking of Deborah Logan. They didn't have one. It's another one. Poor old Debs. Yeah, poor Debs. have been through so much. So, oh, do you know what? I might edit this out, but I just wanted to mention something. Hmm. I was th- I was getting quite annoyed afterwards because I was thinking about we were talking about how the body wouldn't smell after 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And I got, I will edit this out. I quite like it. I got a bit annoyed because when we did the podcast... I was like, no, obviously, I'm not an expert on the decomposition. <laughs> and I thought, why was I caveating it? Like, I've never been walking in the woods and thought, oh, God, what's that smell? <laughs> oh, it's all right. It's just a magpie that died in 1986. <laughs> you know, when, when would that ever happen? It's like you don't go through a graveyard and go cry. <laughs> oh, God. These graves are a bit whiffy. <laughs> Anyway, back to to Ghetto. You have to keep that in. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, Oh, critics' consensus. Yeah. Okay, we've got... Funny, scary and thought-provoking. Get Out seamlessly waves its tranchant social critiques into a brilliantly effective and entertaining horror comedy thrill ride. What does tranchant mean? (laughs) I think I made it French. (laughs) I think it might be tranchant. I'm normally quite good at words, but I don't know what tranchant is. Look at, I did make it French, I'm pretty sure. I think because I thought of a penchant. Yeah, penchant. Yeah. So trenchant or something. tranchant means uh, vigorous or incisive in expression or style. That's it's ne- trenchant, isn't it? It's I've trenchant. literally never heard that word. I've never life. heard it either. Wow, we're learning so much tonight. Every day's a school day on this. Yep. Um, so there we go. Okay. Trenchant or tranchant, that's what it means. Brilliant. The other thing I'd quite like hmm. to do... Yeah? Oh. Can we can we find a negative, one of the negative Ooh, reviews? Oh, I like that, yeah. Because there must be at least one what? negative There's review. There's got to be, haven't there? It could be there were um, 50 reviews and one of them Would that be in the, t- the tomato meter or the audience score? So that would be, if you scroll down, you know yeah. you can see snippets from individual reviews... And there's a tomato oh, yeah. next to them, and all the tomatoes will be red. If you just scroll till you find a green one. Oh, I see. Got it. Uh, it's just they're all red. This is the problem. Yeah, but there will be at least one green. Will there be one. like a green splodge? Yes, there's a green if it splodge. One here. Right, that's a bad review. Let's, okay. let's see what they've got to say for themselves. Yeah, sorry. The complexity, though, is reduced by caricaturing the Armitage family and their guests as unfeeling monsters. <laughs> I mean, they were. <laughs> well, what do you expect? It's a horror film. I know. What do you want them to be? I'm going to try and find another small one. I mean, really. Ah, uh, a splodge. 
splodge, splodge. Okay, so this one is... This movie could have been a trailblazing original commentary on race relations. It's a good idea, but it's poorly executed. What? I know, I don't know what film she was watching. Oh, we've got another one. Another splodge. Another splodge. Jordan Peele nails his colours to the mast with a very entertaining but also very obvious horror number that seeks to satirise contemporary American race relations. I mean, that wasn't a particularly bad one. It's just a bit, you know. But is that a criticism? No, not really. Um, Like if if somebody makes a film that's obviously satirising... Yeah. Like, I don't know. The Westminster Bubble. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say, ah, oh, this film's trying to satirise the Westminster Bubble. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, like, I know. Does what it said on the tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one says, where the film fails is in the actual structure of the story, which is riddled with inconsistencies, gaping holes in the plot, and what seems to be a midpoint shift from one story to a completely different one. That was the point. Yeah, it's, it's a supposed twist. to be a twist. It's That's called, called a, a twist. twist, Monica, for God's sake. Who's Monica? Monica from Far Out magazine. Far Out magazine. Yeah. Monica. That is a pretty far out take. Monica, if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> because I, I don't get, We need to explain the concept of a twist to you. We really do. I think she, I think she probably is listening. Well, good. Good news. 90, 98% well deserved. Well done, Jordan. Well yeah. done. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs>